Okay, here's a little. My 13-month-old has a pretty serious temper and always has. When he doesn't get something he wants or has something taken away, he gets really upset and it's hard to distract him with something else. I'm a little nervous when he gets closer to two if this temper continues. Any tips on calming him when he doesn't get what he wants? You know what? There's a... Yeah, okay. No, no. There's another one after this. I had to remind myself. And then a second question, unrelated, but they went together. This is a 13-month-old. This is a three to five-year-old. When a three to five-year-old child is upset and in a state of rage, what is the best way to snap him or her out of that rage and bring the child back to reality? Okay, the reason I put these together is because I will not answer the second question without answering the first question because you need the information from the 13-month-old answer to grow on the three to five-year-old answer. So that's why I'm recording it all as one and putting them both together. So you're going to have to bear with me for the 15 minutes. We're going to walk through this process together. Now, babies, and I say babies on purpose because I said toddlers when you were talking about a three and a half year old. And here I'm saying babies when you have a 13 month old and a three and a half year old or a four to five year old. To me, they're all babies. And, and I'm not... I'm not trying to belittle them or their, their abilities. And I know I've talked to four and five-year-olds and they really come across more like 14 and 15-year-olds. So I respect that they're not babies, but they are. In the big scheme of things, they are still babies in the grand big picture. So babies are still in a state of co-regulation. And I put on purpose the first three years of life. If you go back to like the zero to three, there's a zero to three website. I have a blog started now and I'll put some of these resources in that blog. So if you want to be able to link on them or grab them, there's a zero to three website that talks about the first three years of life and how important it is. And then there's the Harvard Center on the Developing Child out of Harvard University. And that really speaks to the impact or the, the importance of the first three years of life. And then there's people who just do phenomenal work in this area where we're um, like Dr. Ed Tronic and um, Dr. Brazelton, who just passed away recently, and um, Dr. Becky Bailey, um, Dr. Bruce Perry. We have these um, phenomenal clinicians around the world who are doing all this really, really important work, recognizing how impactful the first three years of life are and how it's those first three years that build that brain, what fires together, wires together. So we are still in a state of needing, and I'm gonna say needing, co-regulation. That's why I have the hands holding the hands, and I borrow that image from Circle of Security Parenting. They need us to help them co, like to help them regulate. They are not capable of doing this on their own. 13-month-old baby, is really still learning the process of having an intense feeling, like getting something taken away that I want, or getting, um, getting a no answer for something I want, and they have this big, huge, intense feeling, they cannot handle that all by themselves. And, and they are not cognitive enough, they can't think to problem solve and rationalize and all of that other jazz. They are very much in an emotional state, and they need us to help them come back down. So the kiddo goes up and they need us to help them come back down. 
So babies are still in a state of co-regulation. So this might seem a little bit counterintuitive to many of you, depending on if this is information you've heard or not before, but I recognize this might be very new information for some of you. I am an attachment behaviorist. So I get there's a lot of behavioral information out there that is telling you to put children in timeout, that is telling you to punish an inappropriate um, emotional reaction, that is telling you if a child throws something or throws a temper tantrum, either ignore it, put them in timeout, um, maybe scold them, et cetera. I get that because we're trying to teach them to not do that. Well, I'm gonna flip the game on you that child is emotionally dysregulated and we can absolutely be a behaviorist. We can still honor being a behaviorist by going in and teaching that child how to have an intense feeling in a safe, acceptable way. And that's not by separating from, but that's by going into. So I made the tornado, again, circle security image that I borrowed, I should put them down on the bottom. So if I have my 13-year-old become super dysregulated and he throws something and he throws himself on the ground and he arches his back and he's having all these really big intense emotions, it seems counterintuitive, but I'm actually telling you, he needs you to go in. He needs you to go to him and pick him up and bring him close and help him understand that those feelings are big and hard and you're gonna help him feel better. That is both attachment and behaviorist because he's going to learn the process of regulation through you so that he can self-regulate. So again, it's not reinforcing his temper tantrum, it's helping him learn how to do it so that he can start to do it on his own, I promise. So help them experience the feeling and re-regulate appropriately. Um, it varies depending on, again, your child and how this experience has gone for the 13 months that you've been with him and parenting him. Um, but if I have a thir like a 13-month-old baby who just gets that super angry and arches her back, I do, I pick up, I go in, I'm calm, I'm regulated, I pick the little body up, I hold tight, I rock, I pat, and I am regulated so that he can calm down and become regulated and he'll learn it through and with me. So what I am going to do in that process is something called offer validation. Um, so I pick up my little baby and he's ticked, right? And I'm going to hold and I'm going to pat and I'm going to pull in and I'm going to say, oh, cold bug, baby, I know no is so hard because it is hard to get a no answer. Like, all of us, if somebody tells me no, I'm a grown-up and I'm pretty well regulated, eh, right? Um, getting a no is a hard answer. So we're going to validate that. Yep. Oh, sweet baby Cole, no is so hard. Um, or something to the effect of, it is sad to lose something that you want. So let's pretend the 13-month-old went and started getting into something he shouldn't be in. And you take that thing away. He can't play in those DVDs because you don't want him to get all scratched and ruined. So you take them away or you move him and he gets mad and he goes nuts. There's no reason you can't pick him up and bring him in and say, oh, it is so hard to not play with something we want to play with. Oh, I know DVDs look fun because they're shiny and they're really cool. But sweet boy, we can't play with those. But no is hard. So I'm validating because those are real feelings and those are very um, appropriate, valid feelings, honestly. 
So I'm going to empathize by taking it and being with. I'm going to co-regulate because I, I've had no answers before and I've had to lose something I want. <laughs> and so I'm just connecting with that feeling. So here are a couple of, what time is it? 1.40. <clears throat> so here are a couple of little also additional hints. Don't rush the process and talk him out of it. This particular parent said, I have a hard time distracting him. And I really latched on to that phrase because that's probably the misstep is you don't have to distract him immediately. You can allow the child to have the feeling of upset. Now, again, I'm, my next slide, I hope, is going to talk about the difference between feeling and behavior. And so, you know, hang with me here for a little bit. We're going to get there. But I don't have to immediately shut it down. I don't have to immediately distract it with something else pretty and shiny. I don't have to talk him out of being upset. I literally can pick his sweet little body up and hold him. And I can validate and say, yeah, sweet boy, I'm so sorry. Playing with DVD, not being able to play with the DVDs is really sad. So I don't have to talk him out of feeling upset. I can let it flow through. That's number two. I am keeping him safe. And when I say hands holding hands, I'm very serious. And I'm here, the picture very on purpose is mommy holding baby. I'm gonna help keep you safe. I don't want you head banging. I don't want you hurting yourself and scratching your little face. I've heard of stories where kiddos are getting so upset that they hurt themselves, they'll bite their arm, they'll pull their own hair. I, nobody needs to self-harm. Nobody needs to hurt other people when we get that upset. They definitely are needing to be brought in. And so I will bring you in. I will hold you safe. Um, I will keep you safe. I will keep me safe. I will keep you safe. And we'll let that feeling come through. I'm very well regulated. Then, then I can start to distract or redirect. So once I've allowed space for that feeling to happen and I brought you in and kept you safe, then I can start to test the waters to say, let help mommy come and, you know, <laughs> help mommy come and count the spoons. Okay, that was ridiculous and I don't know where that came from, but I'm thinking of something fun and shiny, something that's kind of a novel, help mommy come and count spoons. And I hold you and I carry you and we go get the spoons out and we start playing with spoons because he can put them in his mouth and he can hit them on the floor and he can play with them and count them or, you know, me kind of interact with them. It's very novel. It's very different. It's a distraction. It's a redirection. But, and, and really this whole process, one through four, could happen in a minute. Like, I, I'm not saying this has to go on for a half hour. I'm saying you could really get one to four done in a minute or two. I'm certainly not saying this has to be drug out for the, the rest of the afternoon, but we never want to shut a feeling down and dismiss it until we let it ex like flow through because it's a real feeling. Okay, so here is my in a rage three to five-year-old. Same principles apply. <laughs> what I mean by that is, if the three to five-year-old has already gotten into a state of rage, my guess is for whatever reason, that child is that 13-month-old that really um, has not had the space between 13 months and four to be brought in and co-regulated because the more I can provide co-regulation with you for the first three years of life, 
the more equipped you are to self-regulate. It is really a transfer process. I hope I use that word correctly. I'm really transferring. I'm teaching you through modeling. I'm teaching you through doing together. You will learn how to do this independently the more we do it together. That's why I say the behaviorist in me is really happy with this um, option. So if you have a three to five year old who really goes into a, 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 a full out rage, I'm thinking that kiddo is kind of delayed and, and really missing the step that we just talked about. So as safely and possible, as safely as possible, you need to know your kid because I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want you hurt. I don't want your kid hurt. I don't want other kids hurt. And so I get holding a four-year-old is quite different than holding a 13-month-old. Um, and so again, you have to know your child. Empathy applies and validation applies and going into the feeling applies. But if it's not safe for you to be able to physically comfort and hold and bring in, I respect that. And so you're, we might have to have another conversation about that one because that, that gets a little bit more complicated and tricky as to how we can grow it and build it. Um, but again, stealing, borrowing, um, promoting, promoting the idea of circle security parenting. It says all the, this is their, their phrase, their phrase that I think is just genius and brilliant. And thank you for the gentleman who created it because it is a hundred percent. So true. Always be bigger, stronger, wiser, kind. Always I'm bigger, stronger, wiser, kind. I'm the grown up. I'm the grown up. I'm in charge. I'm the mom. Dude, I got this. Like, I so got this. My 13-month-old doesn't have to have it. My three, four, five-year-old doesn't have to have it. And even my 15-year-old doesn't have to have it because I got it. I'm the grown-up. I'm bigger, stronger, wiser, kind. Whenever possible, follow your child's need. And I underlined it on purpose because it's not follow your child's want. You're the grown-up. You know better. You really, really do. You know better. So whenever possible, let your child have that need. But, 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 when necessary, take charge. So my 13-month-old who's losing his mind over not being able to play in the DVDs, well, I can't honor that want, buddy, because you're not going to play with DVDs and break them all. So sad. So when necessary, take charge. And you can't regulate yourself because you're really kind of like you're hurting yourself, you're pulling your hair, you're screaming, you're arching your back. That's telling me that you really need help, like big time. So I'm going to take charge. And that's why I'm going in to help you figure out how to regulate and calm down and be okay. But in order for all of that to happen, I have to be okay. I have to be bigger, stronger, wiser, kind. I have to be regulated and I have to be able to go in to that hot mess of a tornado. So um, if I've got a four and three, four, five-year-old already in a rage and I can't go in for safety's sake, then I'm actually going to change the game on you and say it's not about punishment because really punishment to me, negative consequences don't work outside the context of a relationship. So children have to have security and a secure attachment, a secure relationship in order for the, the um, weight of that consequence to matter. So just piling on punishment isn't going to change this game at all. It's not going to magically make your 13-month-old become regulated. It's not going to magically make your four-year-old start learning how to regulate. 
So it's not about punishment at all. Um, and in fact, you're not going to, you're not going to get, um, you're not going to get your money's worth that road down that road. It is truly about teaching. And again, there's the attachment behaviorist in me. So at this age, focus on prevention. And what I mean by that is I've got a three, four, five-year-old who really needs to understand and learn how to accept a no answer and not lose his or her mind. I have a three, four, and five-year-old who needs to learn how to take turns and wait patiently and not lose their mind. I have a three, four, and five-year-old who needs to learn how to follow directions and not lose their mind. Um, and so those, when I say skills to teach, um, we don't teach them when the child's in the rage. We don't talk about them when the child's in the rage. We um, truly are going to have to honor steps one through four with that 13-month-old when the child's in the rage. We're going to have to go in, again, not necessarily physically if you're going to get hurt, but we have to provide validation. No answers are super hard. Having to put down the, the, having to put down the tablet, that is very sad because you love the tablet and the tablet is so much fun and your turn is all over. Sweet boy, I'm so sorry that your turn is all over. I can validate your feelings. I can empathize with you. Yeah, it's hard to end something that we're having fun doing. So I can empathize and validate. I'm not going to stop the feeling. I'm going to let it flow through. I'm going to be regulated. And then at, at that point, one, two, three, four, I'm going to try and maybe redirect, right? We're going to have to figure out like, okay, now what can we go do instead? These skills to teach are not in the rage. These skills to teach are a hundred percent. We practice these when we're having a good old time. We pra I'll have to find some videos to post in my blog so you can kind of see this in action, or we'll talk about them on other, um, on other behavior bites. Um, I need to practice accepting no and teach you how to do it and teach it in a way that it's fun. And I know that sounds really bizarre, but I want it to be a fun experience for you. Um, and so I might say something silly like, ask me for a pony. And when I tell you no, <laughs> you say, okay. Um, and then we'll role play, we'll practice. But it's always fun. It's always warm and connecting and engaging. And it's never punitive. But they're starting to learn a skill that they are, um, that they're obviously kind of struggling with right now. Um, people who are watching this one, thank you very much. If you would fill that evaluation, that would be awesome.